Hello, and welcome to Moments of Inspiration, a podcast for educators by educators, with the purpose of sharing what's right in the world for a change. So buckle up and come take a journey with us, because no matter where you are, we're on this road together. Well, here we are at episode 12 of the Moments of Inspiration podcast. For our season finale, Molly thought it would be a great idea, and Stacy and I agreed, for educators to share what they're going to be reading over the summer. Through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, we asked educators to submit a short book talk recommending a personal, professional, kid-friendly, or even audiobook to others to enjoy over the break. We got some great responses. Some are from return guests, some are from new guests altogether, and some are from prospective future educators. They all have two things in common. First, they're all amazing. Second, they all share a love of reading. We are thankful to all of those who took the time to share and submit their thoughts both on this episode and throughout Season 1. We also thank all of you who've listened to Season 1. Please be on the lookout for updates to when Season 2 will begin through our social media and the Moments of Inspiration website at bit.ly forward slash all caps ILCMOI. That's bit.ly forward slash all caps ILCMOI. Now, without further ado, let's go find something to read. Hi, I'm Pam Batchelor from the Digital Teaching and Learning Team at NCDPI. I would like to take a moment to share with you a book that my nine-year-old son and I have enjoyed reading together during this time of remote learning. We read Catherine Applegate's The One and Only Ivan. This is the story of Ivan, a silverback gorilla who has spent most of his life performing for a small roadside circus. Ivan's story is told with humor and sensitivity that kept my son and I engaged and provided opportunities to explore how situations are not always clearly right or wrong and how the power of friendship overcomes hardships in life. We recommend this book for upper elementary and middle school students with a big four thumbs up. Happy reading. Hey everyone, this is Chelsea Brantley, librarian at Nags Head Elementary School in Nags Head, North Carolina, and today I would love to share a book recommendation with everyone. And this is a book that I really love called The Remarkable Journey of Cody Sunrise, written by Dan Gebeinhardt. So this story is about a 12-year-old girl who's traveling across the country in a school bus with her dad, who she calls Rodeo. And they're seemingly following their whims, going wherever their hearts desire. But we quickly learn that this may be Rodeo's way of coping with a tragedy as the rest of their family were killed in a car accident five years earlier. Although Cody knows not to hang on to anything, she does become attached to a kitten who she names Ivan after the one and only Ivan, of course. And she smuggles him onto the bus to have a companion. A race for time begins when Cody learns that a special park where she, her mom, and her sisters buried a memory box years earlier is going to be torn down in just a few days. Rodeo has avoided their hometown, and he might not be willing to return there. So Coyote develops a plan to trick her dad into traveling all the way across the country to save the park and the memory box. Now, along the way, they form many friendships, And they count on one another as they try to get through an interesting range of dilemmas, all seeking some type of personal growth. 
overall, this is a great book for middle grade students. And I know it's one that teachers and parents will certainly enjoy too. So I hope that you check it out. And happy summer reading. Hi, North Carolina friends. It's Kelly, school librarian down here in Charleston. And today I'm recommending A Heart and a Body in the World by Deb Coletti. Realistic fiction. Annabelle, age 18 and soon to be high school graduate, runs 16 miles a day across the country. She becomes an activist with a significant following to overcome her recent trauma. That slowly unfolds in the story. It involves a friend named Kat and someone that Annabelle calls the taker. Also following Annabelle closely is her grandpa Ed in his RV, and occasionally he's joined by his new love interest Dawn Celeste and her kind grandson Luke. And don't forget Loretta, that's Annabelle's name for her GPS. I loved Malcolm, Annabelle's supportive brother. I love this book, and I hope you'll enjoy it also. See y'all later. Hey, Chris here. Looking for something mildly educational, highly entertaining, and super hard to put down as your personal summer read? Let me suggest 112263 by Stephen King. Published in 2011, this 849-page novel is a masterpiece of historical fiction. The story involves time travel, romance, intrigue, and murder, all based on events as they occurred leading up to the assassination of John F. Kennedy in Dallas on that fateful November day. Without giving too much away, for me, the story boils down to this question. If you knew you could change the course of history, even at the ultimate cost to yourself, what would you do? Now, some of you might be thinking, Stephen King? Nah, that's okay. But trust me, this is not your typical King novel. I have been a fan of his most of my life, and I can say that this book is a departure from his norm. So give it a go. With all its twists and turns, it's like a roller coaster for your mind. Hey, my name is Christy Allred, and I'm a middle school media coordinator. I have recently fallen in love with the Vanderbeeker family series by Karina Yan Glazer. They are an upper elementary or middle grades series about a large family, um, mom, a dad, five kids, and several pets who live in a brownstone in Harlem. And the books are absolutely charming. The family is warm and loving, and the children, while certainly not perfect or goody-goody, are good kids. The books have a feel of a classic, but with updated, diverse characters and issues. And reading the third book recently called Vanderbeekers to the Rescue was just the feel-good story that I needed right now. Okay, this is Blair, and she's going to recommend her one of her favorite series. I love Pink Delicious because pink is my favorite color. Hey there, this is Molly Holloman, Innovative Learning Catalyst for the East and Dare County Schools Librarian. New Kid by Jerry Craft is a must-read. Don't just take my word for it. When I received an advanced copy of the book, I read it in one sitting, and I brought it to school with the expectation that I could pass it on to a few teachers who would take its message to heart. See, Jordan is a new student at a prestigious middle school. He is one of a handful of black kids there. While he tries to fit in, often being called the wrong name by his teachers and other microaggressions he experiences, he also doesn't want to lose his identity with his old neighborhood friends. Unbeknownst to me, a student snagged it from the circulation desk and checked it out without an actual barcode to scan. 
The book was read and handed off to several of her peers before I discovered it sitting on a desk in a classroom. It was obvious by the condition of this book that it had traveled in several backpacks, pages were flipped by many hands, and hopefully Jordan's story touched their hearts. When we purchased many copies for our library shelves, they each flew out the door. The books never even made it back to be shelved, just passed on to the next kid. New Kid is a story that resonates with readers, and it just happened to resonate with the Newbery Award Committee, as it won for the most outstanding contribution of children's literature for 2020. Jerry Craft is the fifth African-American author to win the Newbery Medal. New Kid was also awarded the Coretta Scott King Award for Outstanding Work by an African-American Writer. And now, as it finds its way to many shelves, it's pretty epic that this was the first graphic novel to receive these recognitions. All of that is pretty good argument that all kids need diverse books and for honoring that graphic novels are real reading. Check out Jerry Craft's New Kid, whether you're a kid reader or one at heart. My name is Mandy Jenkins, and I am at Vic Elementary School. I am currently reading the Outlander series, which is by the author Diana Gabaldon. Outlander is a series that has historical, romance, and science fiction all in one. It focuses on the 20th century British nurse who travels to the 18th century Scotland and finds adventure and romance with a Highland warrior. Hi, my name is Lindsay Sype, and I am the Southwest Digital Teaching and Learning Consultant. Today, I bring you a book in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. It is with much pleasure and heartbreak that I recommend every educator reads, learns, and lives by the book, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. This book is one of those books that breaks your heart sets your passion on fire for injustice and inequality while you cry and you want to put the book down, but it's so compelling and honest, realistic and inspirational that you literally cannot put it down. This book does a tremendously beautiful job of highlighting injustices and inequalities that African-American youth communities, families, and adults face on a daily basis. And I highly suggest that every educator reads this book today. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hello there, readers. I'm Joe Watson Hackle, and I'm the author of Smack Dab in the Middle of Maybe, which takes you on an adventure with 12-year-old Cricket, who runs away to try and survive on her own in an overgrown ghost town while she tries to solve a 30-year-old art mystery clue trail left by a very mysterious artist with a logic all his own. And maybe, just maybe, with the help of a poetry-loving dog, she can do it. The tagline for the book is 11 days, 13 clues, and one kid who won't give up. And speaking of not giving up, I hope that you will check out a bounty of free resources available on my website, www.jojohackle.com. A lot of the resources make sense whether or not you've read the book, and they include a um, no rules reading bookmark, ways to make reading this summer really fun, 10 fun things to try outdoors, lots of fun nature activities, a um, hidden object search, a building grit kit, 
a educator's guide, an activities guide, book club discussion questions, a book club menu with all the dishes inspired by the book. If you're feeling brave, there's a series of cricket challenges and um, a uh, interactive clue trail that you can solve uh, using the things that you learned in the book. And you'll answer a series of three riddles, see three hidden pictures with hidden writing in it. And if you paid attention, you will know how to solve the uh, code and print out a clue solver's badge. So whatever it is that you do this summer, I hope you have a wonderful time with books and with nature. My name is Chandler and I suggest Uncle Sean and Bill and the almost entirely unplanned adventure. It's a really good book and it makes you laugh. It's re- it is made by A.L. Kennedy. Hi, my name is Katie Johnson and I'm the media coordinator over at Hunt High School in Wilson, North Carolina. And today I wanted to recommend a book that was co-authored by Jason Reynolds and Ibram Kendi. And the book is titled Stamped Racism, Anti-Racism and You. So a little bit of background about this book. Ibram Kendi actually wrote an adult novel called Stamped from the Beginning. And it was a historical nonfiction history of the term racism and how this term has been applied around the world and how it has come to evolve over the years. And so Jason Reynolds actually edited Ibram Kendi's book, was one of the early readers of it. And so Jason Reynolds, of course, went to him and said, I write for a bunch of young adult. He writes a ton of young adult books and middle grades books. You might know him for All American Boys, um, Long Way down. And then he has a whole sports series that's really popular at the middle school level. But Jason Reynolds actually asked him if he could write a young adult version of this historical book that Ibram Kendi wrote. And so Jason Reynolds took Ibram Kendi's ideas and the same kind of context and used his book to base this more narrative nonfiction story of the history of the term racism. And so it does a really good job throughout this book of highlighting the difference between a racist and an anti-racist and the different levels of racism and how you can be a segregist who is all about segregating whites from blacks, or you can be an assimilist who wants blacks and whites to assimilate. You want the black people to assimilate into white culture. And then both of those are the major racist ideas that are currently around. And then you have people who are anti-racist, who are 100% against African Americans being different than whites. And so instead, it's this idea of just celebrating everyone's differences. And so through this book, Jason Reynolds does a fantastic job of explaining how racism has continued and how it has evolved and how it's a mainly a power struggle in the United States. And this is exactly what we're living today. So I think this book, which was published in March of this year, three months before all of this has started, I think it's important to notice that this book is so relevant to today because it shows not only the history of racism, but it shows where we're at now. And it kind of shows how these ideas that had started back in the 1700s are still following us today. And with our African-American students and children, I think it's important for us to have books like this in our libraries that allow them a place to learn and show them a whole different history. So um, with that thought, I highly recommend this book for anyone who teaches any history classes. I think that this is an important piece of literature that could be used as supplement reading material in classes. Jason Reynolds at the beginning of the book even mentions how this is not a history textbook and that he doesn't want it to be used like a history textbook, but it can be used to supplement history textbooks because a lot of black history has been left out of the textbooks that we use in schools today. So once again, history teachers 100%. And I definitely think this needs to be in every high school library in the United States right now, but especially here in North Carolina, this book holds a lot of power. So I think it's too much for middle school. I think some of the ideas might kind of go over their heads, but definitely high school. I think definitely uh, social studies 
studies teachers in the middle school could definitely pull from it to use in their lessons as well. But phenomenal book. Highly recommend it. I actually borrowed it from the local library myself. So I hope you'll go check it out. Hi, I'm Stacy Lovedahl, Innovative Learning Catalyst for the West for North Carolina's Digital Teaching and Learning Division. As soon as this episode was announced, I thought of the books by Komi Yamada. What do you do with a chance? And what do you do with a problem? I just finished rereading What Do You Do With a Problem? And really, what do you do with a problem that you didn't ask for, that you don't want, and that you don't really like? This book is for anyone at any age. It is sweet and inspiring and will make you take a second look at any problem that you're facing. So with an enthusiastic two thumbs up, Komi Yamada, what do you do with a problem? I recently read The Other Half of Happy by Rebecca Balcarcel. I loved it and I've recommended it to my middle school students, especially those who loved The First Rule of Punk by Celia C. Perez. The authentic writing addresses various identity issues, cultural, sexual, and neurological, that Kihana and her friends and family are facing. But perhaps my favorite things about the book are the auxiliary materials in the back and on Balkarcel's website. There's poems, playlists, hand game tutorials, and instructions for playing photo, P-H-O-D-O-H, which is sort of a mashup of Pictionary, Modeling Clay, and Family Photo Albums. So not only is Kihana's story entertaining, but I found it super inspiring for my own family while we try to beat boredom and connect creatively while social distancing. Our final submission for this episode, and for season one, isn't a book talk, but it goes along with the theme anyways. We've been looking for the perfect time to share Kelly Flores' story from Dare County about how they transformed the bookmobile and made sure that all children were able to access the books they wanted. Hi, my name is Kelly Flora, and I'm the Director of Elementary Education for Dare County Schools in Dare, North Carolina. I'm speaking to you today about a modification that we are doing here in our county on the classic bookmobile. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the bookmobile, um, this was something that I looked forward to very much as a child where librarians would get in these wonderfully decorated vans and they would travel throughout the community uh, providing books to anyone and everyone who wanted them, which was a great idea. So as we began talks um, when COVID-19 began, how are we going to keep our students engaged and our families engaged? Uh, we started talking about the bookmobile. And what an asset that was. And a kindergarten teacher actually talked about how she would drive her own van around in the summers and provide books for her students, um, for neighborhood children, to keep them reading and keep them engaged, even though they weren't in school. So Dr. John Farley reached out to some of our community partners, Dare Casa, Participate, and Pierce Group. And we were able to purchase $13,000 worth of brand new books for our students here in Dare County. Once the books arrived, they were individually bagged, and we decided that we would have a quote-unquote bookmobile stop at all of our school nutrition sites that delivered meals to families. So every week for the past few weeks and until our school year ends, central office staff is armed with their masks and their gloves, and we are giving out books to families. It brings me such joy to see children squealing with excitement and families telling us that 
they this was the highlight of their week. So even in these unprecedented times, we are still staying connected uh, with our families and with our students through the classic bookmobile. We may be stuck in our homes, but that doesn't mean we can't stay connected. The Moments of Inspiration podcast is meant to give you a much-needed lift in these challenging times. We encourage you to step away from the computer screen, turn up the volume, and get a change of pace for a few moments of your day. Teaching remotely during a crisis is tough. Our goal is to make sure that you don't feel alone, to give you something to smile about, and a few moments to connect with others. We hear you, we're with you, and we're on this road together. Thanks for listening to Season 1, and please be on the lookout for Season 2 of Moments of Inspiration coming soon. If you wish to contribute and share your story, please visit us at bit.ly forward slash all caps I-L-C-M-O-I. That's bit.ly forward slash all caps I-L-C-M-O-I. The Moments of Inspiration podcast was written, recorded, and produced by Molly Holloman, Stacy Lovedall, and Chris Benick. It is available on the following podcast platforms. Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and iHeartRadio, as well as through our website. The music in this episode includes original works as well as those taken from YouTube Creator Studio and includes Rolling Heads by Unicorn Heads, Redwood by Kinkas Morera, Credit Jam by Chris Bennett, and Cherokee Shuffle by Nat Keefe and Hot Buttered Rum. Again, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. So come on, everybody. Get your voice out there. Moments of inspiration. Everybody's talking about it. Thank you. Thank you very much. 